Welcome to Gangrene Pals, presented by Fanspeak.com, home of the ultimate GM tool, where you can simulate the entire offseason of your favorite NFL franchise. 667, everybody. Oh, my God. 667. They are 6-3. and three. Their winning percentage is 667. They've won two-thirds of their games, and they're half a game out of first place in the AFC. Not the AFC East. They're half a game out of first place in the conference. They're half a game out of the number one seed with eight games to go. They haven't been this close to being one of the best teams in the AFC since 1999. And I remember watching that first game of that season and thinking they just, they might have a shot to win the Super Bowl. And then it all came crashing down when Vinny Testaverde ruptured his Achilles. This is where we are. It's been almost 13 years. No. Yeah, 13 years. No, 23 years. It's been a long time been a long time coming since 1999 when they were a Super Bowl favorite. That they have a shot at the number one seed in the conference. They haven't been in first place since December 6th, 2010 in the AFC East. But that game against Buffalo, where we we they stifled jo- Josh Allen, and they did enough on offense. Before the season, I told you I thought the defense was going to be the reason they were losing. Well, they're not losing games. They're winning. They're 6-3. and three, And they're at the top of the wild card heap. And the defense is the reason they're winning. And they are getting just enough from their offense to win football games. And guess what? That's fine. I don't care how the Jets win football games. All that matters is winning. As Al Davis coined the phrase, just win, baby. That's all that matters. I don't care how you win, just win. The fact that we can even talk about the Jets having the best record in the conference nine games into the season is great. But 
let's talk about what I have what I have gathered from this game. And I'm going to talk about Zach Wilson last. <coughs> but I want to talk I want to I want to talk about the defense. A lot of people like to talk about the Pro Bowl. And I get it the Pro Bowl comes along comes with bonuses for the players. But in actuality, the Pro Bowl is it doesn't mean anything other than more money for the players. The Pro Bowl doesn't mean you're good. It doesn't mean you had a great season. People like to use the Pro Bowl as well. He's got he's having a Pro Bowl season. Ian Eagle talked about it on the broadcast. He actually said Quentin Williams is having a Pro Bowl season. No, he's not. He's having an All Pro season. <laughs> all Pro is more important than Pro Bowl. Because all pro means you're one of the top players at your position. In case, in the case of defensive tackle, if you make all pro, you're one of the top two defensive tackles in the NFL. And Quinton Williams is one of the top two defensive tackles in the National Football League. He, if he keeps playing the way he's playing now, he's not just going to be in the Pro Bowl. He better be an All-Pro. Period. And it's rare, but we need to start having discussions of Sauce Gardner also being an all-pro. I know he's a rookie, but he's absolutely in the top five among corners in the National Football League. Is he a top two corner? Probably not. Not yet. But he could get there. So the Jets could have two all-pros on defense. The Jets could have two all-pros on defense. Because if Sauce Gardner keeps this up, shutting down player after player after player, the best players, the best receivers, he should be an all-pro. The Jets have an opportunity here a rookie All-Pro and a guy who's finally coming into his own becoming an All-Pro. And the league is actually start I I think it it's starting to shift back to the point where you don't have to have that be all end all quarterback to win. Where you can have 
a Troy Aikman in the same league as Joe Montana and both of them winning or Jim Kelly or Dan Marino but you still had Troy Aikman went beyond the be the quarterback of the Cowboys for three Super Bowls you don't have to have the Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes I think we're starting to shift away from needing the be-all, end-all quarterback to win. And offensive coordinators are figuring out ways to win without the be-all, end-all quarterback. And teams are figuring out there aren't enough of them coming out of college. And we have to figure out ways to win without the be-all, end-all quarterback. And I think that's where the Jets are headed. And I also think because of that, Elijah Moore might be on his way out. This isn't because of his his rants in the press. Although they're playing a huge role. It's not only because of that. If he had handled this internally and not externally, I think the results would still be the same. I think the Jets are probably going to trade him in the offseason. I know a lot of people think Elijah Moore is very important to the future of the franchise. But if Denzel Mims keeps playing the way he's playing... Denzel Mims could easily slide in to being one of the top receivers on the team because we're, I st- talked about the be-all, end-all quarterback and how the league seems to be shifting away from the notion of having that all-world quarterback being necessary to win. Well, I think that Denzel Mims provides the Jets with a receiver, another receiver that gives you that Heinz Ward type receiver. Now, he's more of a vertical threat than Heinz Ward was. But he provides you with a quality receiver, not a great one, but a good one, and a guy who can help set the edge by taking the corner out of the play. And and in this offense, that is important. And... I want an, and that's why I see them maybe shifting away from Elijah Moore. When you combine the fact that Denzel Mims has shown now that he can play in this offense, and 
that Elijah Moore went out of his way, has gone out of his way multiple times now to to throw the quarterback under the bus. I can sense that he might be on his way out. Now, the final topic today. I have a theory. I can't prove it because, one, I'm not in his head, and, two, I'm not at practice. But I have a theory about Zach Wilson and his roller coaster ride of confidence. I, I'm probably wrong, to be honest. But I'm going to throw this out there as a possibility, not as something that I am, and, am definitively saying this is what it is, but a possibility. And I don't, I, I honestly don't know how to fix this if it's the issue. When it comes to Zach Wilson, mistakes tend to pile up, as they do a lot with young quarterbacks. But I wonder, when I watch Zach Wilson, I wonder if... He is thinking too much because of a mistake that he makes. And it's not just a mistake. When we go to tra- when we go through the training camp, we talk about everybody talks about how the players are going to make mistakes, they're going to learn from them and get better. Well, I'm beginning to wonder if Zach Wilson is making some mistakes in practice when they're preparing for the game, and then he fixes the mistake in practice, and then he makes a similar or the same mistake again in the game, and now he's thinking about trying to correct the mistake instead of completely erasing the mistake from his mind and allowing the thoughts to pile up other mistakes. That's what I'm wondering with Zach Wilson. And if that's the case, I don't know how to fix it. You can fix mechanics by working on them and muscle memory. But if the mechanics are being affected by your mind because you're allowing yourself to lose confidence in yourself because you make a mistake that you thought you corrected, That's harder to fix. 
That would re- require a sports psychologist, which I am not. To come up with a plan to help him just not think about the mistake, just erase the mistake. I'm not in Zach Wilson's mind, so I'm not going to say this opinion that I have is 100% the problem. But I'm beginning to wonder if it is. And if it is, the Jets need to figure out a way to help him get over the mistakes. And that is where Calabri- uh, Calabrese comes in. And that is where Robert Sala comes in. And that's where the organization comes in and says, maybe we need to get help you with a sports psychologist. If they can fix that, if that is the issue, and they and they fix that, and he can become consistent in his confidence in himself, there is no reason to think the Jets can't have a deep playoff run. Because, <laughs> remember, I understand a lot of people will scoff at the idea of this Jets team making a deep playoff run. But in the NFL playoffs, you just need to get there. And when and making the tournament, making the playoffs is the first step. Once you get there, you just have to beat the team that's in front of you that week. And you only have to be better than that team once. Then the next week, again, beat the team in front of you you only have to be better than them one time. It's like it's like in in the movie Little Giants. When the coach of the Little Giants was psyching up his team before the game, he said they may beat you 99 times out of 100, but that leaves one time. And then the whole team starts saying one time, one time, one time, and then they go out and beat the 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 t- the team that's been running over everybody in the town in the in Pee Wee football. In the NFL playoffs, it's they may beat you ninety nine times out of a hundred, but today is the one time, and then the next week. They may beat you 99 times out of 100, but today is the one time. It's like that every single week in the NFL playoffs with every single game. That's why all you have to do is make the playoffs, and then anything can happen. In most sports, it's a seven-game series or a five-game series, and the more times you play a team, the harder especially if it's multiple days in a row, the harder it is to beat them. So generally speaking, in a seven-game or a five-game series, the better team is going to win more often. 
because it's harder to beat a team three times out of five. And then it's even harder to beat a better team four times. But in the NFL playoffs, you only have to beat a team once. And that's why everyone is a contender. I I wrote this tweet at the beginning of the season that there are 32 playoff contenders at the beginning of the season, Super Bowl contenders at the beginning of the season. And then at the end of the season, it becomes 14. After the first round of the playoffs, it becomes eight. After the divisional round, it becomes four. And then it gets down to... And then when there are four four teams left, it goes from four to none. Because you're not a contender. You're not a Super Bowl contender when you're already in the Super Bowl. Now you're a championship contender. It goes from 32 to 14 to 8 to 4 to 0. Because everybody that's in the playoffs has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Period. So, the Jets right now are a Super Bowl contender. Whether you want them to, whether you think they can win the Super Bowl or not, whether you think they can win the AFC title game or not, whether you think they can even make it to the AFC title game or not, right now the Jets are a Super Bowl contender. And that's and in on November 9th when I'm recording this, that is a great thing to to hear coming going into this microphone that the Jets are a Super Bowl contender week 10 of the NFL season. I'll be back next week. Have a good one, everybody.